Coolio and the gang, we are, we are live, we are live. So, welcome everybody to the True Christian Podcast. Uh, tonight we have our brother Chad in the house, he's on my, my right, your left, and um, he is going to be discussing with us Torah observance and what it all entails so welcome welcome i see you all popping into the chat uh this is chad his user username on tiktok you give him a follow is two hunger and thirst with the number two hunger and thirst and uh we are going to be discussing the torah observing crowd tonight as you guys know we have gone through <laughs> what it is you know the warning signs of cultish behavior um, in the last, so just sticking with the theme, um, tonight we'll be going over Torah observers. So God bless you all. And thanks for being here. Chad, welcome. Thanks for being with us, bro. Hey, thanks, Judy, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, it, it's fun to be here. I know we've tried to cross paths a few times and do some, some live stuff. Um, uh, just so you know, I've got my TikTok live up over here. So if people, uh, can follow me on TikTok live. Hey, if you're hopping in, my my attention is going to be over here on my iPad or my laptop, rather, uh, on the uh, YouTube. But if you want to follow along on YouTube, uh, head over to True Christian on uh, YouTube. Uh, what's your handle, JD? True Christian Ministry on YouTube. Yeah, True Christian Ministry. I'll pin it in the comments over here at some point. Um, so if you want to watch um, better, I guess I don't know, but. <laughs> That's generally it. If you if you want to see everything, if you because they can only see yeah. some of it, you know that that's that's basically what it comes down to. So, guys, if you've got any questions, uh, if you've got any questions for Chad about uh, the the Torah observing community, and for those of you who haven't given him a follow on TikTok yet, you will see a lot of his videos are backwards and forwards. He's going with with these Torah observers. Um, <laughs> exegeting the text correctly um applying hermeneutics to the text the way we are in we are supposed to um and the way we are you know supposed to interpret scripture as we yeah. know they, they they read into scripture way more than they should um and yes yes pretty much the 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 first question chad do they have the right jesus do they follow the <laughs> um, I, well, so this is so that depends on who they is. Right. So to me, um, we we really can't uh, paint, paint the Torah observance with it with a broad brush. Right. Because we have to um, understand there's there's different groups of, of Torah observant. Right. So we have our um, it, it, in my opinion, it all stems from Messianic Christianity. Right. So the, the true messianic church would be somebody who is of jewish descent um jewish religious background jewish cultural background what whichever um he, hebrew or jewish uh, background one has um but is not a gentile right period doesn't fit in the gentile category in any way shape or form and that person comes to a saving faith in christ as messiah uh then they bend a knee to him as lord and accept uh, repent and accept salvation through jesus christ um, that would be a messianic Christian, right? That that is somebody, or a messianic Jew rather. That is somebody who um, I, I baptized a guy like this at my last church. His name was David. Um, grew up in a traditional Jewish family and um, went through all the rites and the ceremonies as a as a Jew. And um, it's funny that he started attending our church because of a girl he was interested in. Uh, and this man is in his sixties, so he. Uh, 
joins uh, uh, our church, starts attending uh, with, with a typical Jewish mindset. Like, I, you know, I, I got nothing to do with it. I don't want to learn anything about this. Um, and fast forward about a year and a half and uh, we baptize him. And uh, afterward, I said to him, I said, you know, David, if, if as, a, as a Jew who comes to um, Jesus, if this is something, you know, if you want to keep the festivals, continue to eat kosher, you know, we can talk about that. And he goes, you know what? And this, this was a key for me, J.D. He looks at me and he goes, I don't have any desire to do that anymore. And wow. so it's like, you, which makes complete sense, yeah. right? It's like if, you, yeah. if, if you've accepted yeah. Christ and the law is now on your heart, the, the, your mentality towards uh, the yes. living out the law in the flesh should change. So. Amen. I mean, it's that, it's that regeneration that takes place. As any born-again believer would, would agree, um, you know, this takes place once the Holy Spirit indwells you, your, your, your worldview changes. And yeah. it's no longer about what you can do and realizing everything that Jesus Christ has already done. I mean, um, and I like that you said that we can't really um, paint them with a with a broad brush because yeah. ultimately oh, there are varying degrees. Um, so so would would we then look at the groups like the Hebrew Israelites um, in South Africa? We've got we've got a. Um, they call themselves uh, Israel Vision. Um, they believe they're of the tribe of Judah. Um, mm. They believe they're not Gentiles. Do again, this is a good question. So, where do they? Where do they? How did they get to them being Israel and not Gentiles? Well, it, that's Romans eleven, right? So, if we go into Romans eleven and we look at the grafting, when Paul is explaining uh, that the that the the Gentile Christians are now grafted in, right? Well, the 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 interpretation there is it's nuanced, right? Are we grafted into Israel? Well, in a way, yes, um, but not in the way that your modern Torah observance or your Hebrew roots movement would claim, right? Their, their claim is that we have now become Israel as if we were natural born Jews um, and are now under the Mosaic covenant, the Davidic covenant, and, and et cetera. The problem is that doesn't fit what scripture says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's that, there's that issue. Amen. Um, so, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite funny though. When you see like, this is, you know, generally I don't, I haven't, I haven't done it purely because, you know, um, I really just don't understand them. I try to, I watch some of the videos and I'm like, wow, that that's a leap. Uh, I don't know how you got there, but okay. Well, you yeah. got there. Um, and then ultimately, uh, you know, like I say, I've, I've, I'm not going to mention any names, guys, uh, but, you know, there are a few of them on TikTok um, who are quite out there. Um, they're quite, quite self-righteous and quite judgmental of the Christian oh, community, yeah. especially the modern day church. Um, that's that's one thing that really like that's one of the big, massive red flags for me is the way they speak out against the body of Christ, the way they speak out against the church. Um, my question is, is how how does how does a because we've I've seen a few people that say I used to be uh, you know a Protestant I used to be in the church and then I found the truth, um, and generally what we see from these guys is um, it's, it's them and them them and their Bible. What what Bible are they reading? What Bible are they reading? Is there a specific translation? Or there like are some. Um, yeah. So there's the the Sefer Bible. So it'd be C E P H E R. That's one. Um, uh, that is a, a the claim is that it's a more uh, Hebraic focused um, 
uh, translation, right? And, and it retains things that are good things. I think there's some good things that come from it where it retains the name of Yahweh. It, it refers to Jesus as Yeshua. Um, um, so, but there's good parts about it, but there's also bad parts about it in that when you compare the translations against like the NASB, for example, which is, you know, one of the most literal English translations there is, you start to see very, very uh, strong differences. When you look at some of the Greek, uh, and which is an inflected language, so you look at some of the Greek declensions and how the, or inflections and how the words are translated, you, you know, it's, it's, it's problematic. Um, and, and it's not, it's, again, it's not terrible. It's just problematic, right? This is like the same yeah. people who say, you know, the King James is the only translation anybody can read in English. Well, most English speakers alive, and we come from two different countries, we both speak English. If we were to sit down and try to read the old English 1611, we'd both probably have a hard time. So yeah. it's, 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 uh, it, it just depends. So there are some specific translations. I mean, I have a few in my Logos that are, uh, they claim to be messianic translations, which are actually a little bit better. Um, and I, was, I was looking for one of those, but I mean, t it tends to, you, you talk about, they don't go to church. They don't belong to a church. And, and what I look at is, is they say they're grafted into Israel. Okay. Well, if that's the case um, at no time and correct me if I'm wrong, but at no time in, in biblical history, did God ever leave his people without leaders? Right. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, there is an exception, obviously the time of the judges, but, th yeah, yeah, yeah. but they still have the judges. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's still, there's, when God is leading his people, we have our mediator, we have Christ and people say, Oh, well, that's all I need. Well, mm. no. And we can look into Hosea, I believe it's Hosea one or two, where he yes. says, my people have forsaken knowledge. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we shouldn't forsake knowledge. Um, yeah. God has called some of us, one of my mentors from the school that I used to work at in Arizona, um, dual PhDs. Uh, he has a THM. One of his PhDs is, is in Hebrew language or something like that. Hey guys. Um, uh, and he understands it very, very well. He knows it very, very well. He knows things. I mean, the man can read Hebrew, uh, uh as if he were a natural speaker, which is amazing. But, yeah. um, and so we all have someone to learn from. And mm -hmm. I, I, I truly think no true scholar, especially no biblical scholar, would ever say, I know everything I need to know, right? Um, yes, yes. And, and God says, you know, his people in Hosea, it's a warning, right? They have forsaken knowledge. Well, why? Well, because we should submit to leaders, right? We should submit to church elders. And we should, yeah. Paul talks about it in Timothy and Titus, you know, it's like, yeah. we're supposed to submit to the body and there should be leadership, mm -hmm. right? Amen. God puts leadership in place. He always has. Um, mm -hmm. So why would the church in the new covenant be any different? So, yeah. Amen. I mean, and, and again, you, you, I mean, I think it's Hosea 4, 6, where it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So, I mean, uh, ultimately, first and second Timothy um, are abundantly yeah. clear of, of the biblical order of God, uh, of the leadership, what a man of God needs to be in order to present the word of God, how he needs to, you know, you know, how he needs to carry himself, you know, being sober minded, being apt to teach, yeah. being patient, having all this meekness. And that's what we see guys uh, from the Torah observer community. And, and I think this, this just goes back to one of the red flags we mentioned before um, in one of the other podcasts is if, if someone says, I know it all. And you ask them what church they're like, I don't go to church because of blah, 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 blah. Um, and again, to everybody that has been church hurt, I'm not, I'm not speaking about that. That does right. happen. It is a reality and, and we're not avoiding that, but ultimately um, God wants us to 
be in fellowship. I mean, Hebrews, we also see that we are not to forsake the gathering together of the saints. So ultimately, this is what we see from, from this, you know, Torah observer community. My question, my next question is, is how do they keep the 613 ordinances without a tip? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> and so, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people too, is that they'll say, oh, well, we, we can keep the law. It's not too hard. The law is not a burden. And I said, no, when we say you can't keep the law, it's not from a lack of ability. It's, it's, it's from a lack of, I'm trying to think of what the word, it's, it's not possible. There is no temple. Yeah. Um, um, uh, in multiple ways, um, God has in, in the new covenant has said, I, I don't want sacrifices. You don't need to do any sacrifices. Jesus is the lamb. He is the final sacrifice. Right. Yeah. So it's not that it's not from a lack of ability. It's, it's an impossibility. Right. And, and my fear is true. And I'll be honest with you that one of the reasons that I have such a heartfelt, um, I guess, ministry for this, uh, digitally, um, is that, my fear is that a lot of these people will actually end up worshiping when the temple is rebuilt physically. They will go there and worship what amounts to one of the Baals, right? The Antichrist, a Baal, a, a false god. Um, and my heart breaks for them. I, you know, I, that's that's like as a believer, I, I, I say, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to the physical temple. God said, Jesus said, there will never be another physical temple built by human hands. He is the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's like, no. And so those 613 laws aren't even possible. And which the, the response will be, yeah, Hebrews 10, 25. Yeah, um, that um, the response will be, uh, well, we're just going to doing it as best as we can. Right. And then they'll go into saying, well, did Jesus fulfill the, 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 the menstruation laws for women? And the answer is yes, <laughs> but did he physically do it in his flesh? No, he's not a woman. He yes. wasn't a woman. And yeah. so did he fulfill that law? Yes, he absolutely did. However, you have to look now we're going to, you know, get into the, into the, the plerosai and the plerau, what plerau, what, what fulfill actually means. Right. Um, but yeah, so the 613 laws, it's, it's, and look, and I, and I've said this before in Colossians two, uh, Paul is very clear that if, if, if someone doesn't want to eat pork, don't eat pork. If yeah. someone doesn't, if you want to observe a, a Passover Seder, so long as Jesus is the object of your hope, go for it. Right. And yeah. that's, and to me, that's where, you know, when, when Peter is walking on water and he, he's approaching Jesus, why does he sink? People say, well, it's from a lack of, a lack of belief or unbelief. Well, yeah, but physically in the flesh, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And yeah. anything that takes our eyes off of Christ as our only hope is not of God. And, and so, okay. and when the tour observers that I've interacted with will say this to me, they say, well, um, uh, so are you really saying that the devil or the adversary would try to encourage people to follow God's law? And I say, if that replaces your hope in Christ, and now you have even a shred of hope in in your own justification or 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 increased righteousness by keeping the law then yes that's absolutely something the adversary would do he doesn't yeah. want you focused on christ so if the law becomes your focus it's not to say the torah is bad it's not it's good it, amen you're all throughout scripture but yeah second somebody Jesus has to be the hope. amen 
I mean, I mean, I, I love the way I love the way Chad put it there. And again, this is this is going to bring us to 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 a very important mean. I mean, Selena mentioned in the chat we saw a, a a lady from the Torah Observer community come out recently and make a video and say she used to tell people that Jesus Christ was the name of the Antichrist, oh. and she now she now recanted on that and she actually apologized she actually apologized and said she was in error and she was wrong which was a massive win which is a massive win for everybody that follows her because ultimately this is what we do see torah yeah. observers follow other torah observers they're not on honestly and this is just my opinion but they're not honestly following christ they follow one another and it's a, it's pretty much a game of um, who is more self-righteous. I've seen it on their lives when, when I've yep. eaves, you know, they fight with each other over, you know, who's got to keep what and who's got to do it this way. They can't even come to a place of, of agreement within one another. <laughs> Whereas if I'm a Christian and Chad's a Christian and everybody in the chat's a Christian, we've got our instruction very clearly. Um, again, first, first Timothy, second Timothy, Titus, Galatians, um, you know, they, they honestly, if you go to the book of Galatians, um, they, there's some serious drawback from the, from the Torah, Torah community. And from what I've seen, um, they don't really like the apostle Paul much. <laughs> they don't well, really like no, the and well, and there are some Torah observers who, um, uh, I've interacted with, he's since blocked me on TikTok, but, um, who I interacted with that he absolutely, he denies the apostleship of Paul. He denies that Paul was an apostle. He says there's, it's not possible. He didn't write the letters. And, and I said, okay, I, I, I understand there's some questions about certain letters in the new Testament that, you know, did Paul actually write these, you know, I'm in the camp that Paul absolutely did not write Hebrews. Uh, it could have been a, uh, sermon that Paul gave, but, um, you know, anyway, but the, but they go and, and he has, has flat out said, if you follow Pauline theology, you're following Antichrist. And I go, well, wow. well, whoa, hang on. And he, wow. and I said, so you're saying we have to throw out two thirds of the New Testament? Yeah. And what about what about the letter to the Romans, the Ephesians, Galatians? Right. These are these are non-Jewish Christian groups that Paul is directing and how how to follow Jesus. What does this yeah. mean? If you're not a Jew, you don't know anything about Judaism. You don't have any connection to Torah. You have no nothing how do you follow jesus right yeah. and it's it's that's romans right i mean that's, that's what it yeah. is yeah. <laughs> i mean like when 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 new christians ask me you know where do i start and i'm like we'll start with the gospel of john so that you you get the triune god of scripture right because modalism in itself is 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 another you know something that leads people down all sorts of errors and, oh, yeah. and then go straight to then go straight to then go straight to the book of Romans because there we see unequivocally, unequivocally <laughs> that we are not under the law. Unequivocally, it's it, it's not even up for debate. I mean, yeah, no, there, it's not. Are, <laughs> I mean, there are parts where Paul literally says in Romans four, he says, "For we are not under law, but under grace." He says it clearly. It's not even. Well, a, I, I don't. I don't understand how you can get through the first few chapters of Romans. You can get through the first. Uh, well, you can get through Hebrews at all, Galatians, Ephesians, you can't get past chapter two. And it's yeah. just like Paul. And this, but this is why there, there's several fundamental errors that Jehovah's Witnesses make, Mormons make. There's a there's a there Muslims. There is a common denominator here. Right. It's it's denial of the triune God. Right. That's has to happen. Uh yeah some sort of mitigation of Christ in, in some way, somehow, whether it's the wrong Jesus, whether it's, it's, 
imparting or, or removing attributes from Jesus, whatever it is, but somehow the person of Jesus, the deity of Jesus has to be uh, altered, right? Um, and then we bring in the Torah observance. They have to say, well, now the new covenant, right? There's many of them because if we go to Jeremiah 31, well, it's clear there will become a new covenant that is not like the other. Um, and what? What does that mean? Well, maybe it's because the written co code is not what we have to follow anymore. Anyway, um, but it's yeah, hard to be clear as day. It is it is clear as day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but with, I mean, that's, yeah, that's 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 Jeremiah thirty-one verse thirty-one through thirty-four, guys, which we then see in in Hebrews eight as well, very very clearly put out, laid out. So um, you know, for those of you that are taking notes and and want to know exactly where Chad is going, that's what he's referring to. Yep. Um, it, it, it's abundantly clear. And again, like I say, unequivocal, unequivocal. Yeah, and if and and so going back to Paul, um, I, I see one in the chat. I don't know how your channel works, so I'll just. Uh, do they believe in the triune God? Most do not. Um, most of the, the people in the Hebrew roots, if they claim Hebrew roots as a title or they follow 119 wow. ministries, they don't. They deny the tri triune God. Um, some do, um, uh, but most don't. Okay. Um, so so they, when, when, when they deny the triune God, is it, is it that Jesus Christ is not God? Or, or is it is it that there is only one God and Jesus is just the Son of God? Or how do they how do they deny that? Like that's, um, that's well, that's they'll they'll, they'll reduce Jesus to agency. They'll say, well, he's just God's agent, right? Um, 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 some no, very. I don't I don't know of any. Um, yeah, my on my hey guys over on my TikTok, uh, Michael Kennedy saying I think they believe the Holy Spirit is not a person. Yeah, they definitely don't think the Holy Spirit's a person. No. Um, uh, do they believe Jesus is the Father? No. I I I, I was trying to think. I don't think I've ever come across a Torah observer who um, would embrace oneness. I don't, I don't think they. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, so so basically, it's it's Deuteronomy six four. The Lord your God is one. The Lord your God, you know, a year of Israel, the Lord our God is one. So so they believe in Yahweh and, and Jesus Christ is just an agency. Um, that's, uh, I have seen The problem that. is the Shema, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, that right there, Echad, refutes them. It's like, you can go the recite the Shema, and yeah. the Shema by itself says our God is Echad. Well, he's one in that sense. Well, why does the writer of Deuteronomy use that language? Well, why? Because it's inspired. <laughs> yeah. And God is saying, this is who I am. I am Echad. I am one. Um, yeah. Um, and the plurality that comes with it. I mean, um, so so when it comes to when it comes to Theophanies, they they outright, you know, like when we see uh, Matthew 3, Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17, uh, the baptism of Jesus Christ. We see a, a perfect theophany there. We see the Holy Spirit. We see the Father. We see the Son. Um, we see recognition of one another. Yeah. Um, we see the Holy Spirit recognizes Christ. Christ recognizes the Father. The Father speaks to the Son. Um, uh, so we see all three. We see all three persons in, in one beautiful picture. Um, what what would what would they answer to to something like Matthew 3, 16, 17? I know you've been there. I know you. Oh, been oh, yeah. There. <laughs> um, um. Well, I'm gonna pull it up just so we ha we have it. Uh, let me pull it up on my logos over here. Um, yeah. 
when Jesus was baptized, what, what, what's interesting is a lot of them will go to at this, this JD, this cracks me up is you start to have conversations about the triune nature of God. And you really feel like you're arguing with a Muslim or an atheist, um, yeah. which it's yeah. a lot of the same arguments. Um, yeah. Oh, well, who was Jesus praying to then? Well, he was praying yeah. to the father. Um, yeah. um, uh, Oh, so Jesus believed in God. Well, would you have the Messiah be an atheist? I mean, that doesn't make any sense, um, right? So it's, it's, but but it but it really when you start to dig into it about what they don't believe about the Trinity and, and tearing the Trinity apart, um, it's a lot of the same arguments that Muslims come up with. It's really, um, well, can God die? And it's 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 um, well, does death for the biblical concept of death, does that mean cease to exist? No, in no way, shape, or form does it mean cease to exist. So can Jesus die? Yeah, he did. Um, and um, uh, yeah, and so, and and just so that the people know, I, I this is not just a TikTok thing for me. At the, the church I used to pastor at um, in Arizona before I moved, I live in Wisconsin now, um, but um, uh, we had a messianic congregation that rented space from our, our church on Saturdays because they held their worship on Saturday. And um, I sat down with their ROA, which is kind of like a rabbi in training and, and had a lot of these conversations with him uh, and really trying to understand. And uh, uh, that's what, what, what truly, Oh yeah. Go pack. Um, that's what really tried to start uh, uh, or started me on this path. Right. I started, I, I grabbed um, Tim Haig's Galatians commentary. Um, mm. He's a Messianic scholar. I've actually sat down and had coffee with him at ETS last year. Um, I went out of my way to meet him and I said, Hey, I, I want to have this conversation with you. And he had a guy with him um, who I'm going to leave nameless, who was, in my opinion, a typical Torah observant. And the minute I started pushing back on any of these things, got militant. I mean, he just got uh, yeah. hostile. And yeah, Tim, yeah. to his credit, said, Stop. We can have these conversations. We can have hermeneutical disagreements. We can we can break these things down and go to scripture. But at the end of the day, we still must be charitable. We still must be be kind to one another because, uh, in Tim's context, um, and I would for him, I would I would vehemently believe this. Um, but he's a Messianic Jew. He he was a Jew before coming to salvation in Christ. So okay. he's a Messianic Jew. He's not a Torah observant Christian. He's a Messianic Jew. So yeah. it's 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 anyway. I'm I'm just rambling. But I, I actually have I actually have a few friends that are messianic Jews and, and like I say the the when it comes to you know hermeneutical disagreements they are minor um, and they are generally secondary um, and I think a messianic Jew and the Torah observers are completely different because they recognize they they recognize the the triune God of Scripture they recognize Jesus Christ as God uh, well the messianic Jews I know um, and they they recognize that Jesus Christ is the final and finished sacrifice. Um, where they do still observe certain certain you know holy days and certain you know some of them still observe the sabbath and so on and so forth but ultimately again like you said earlier um you know the the worship is for christ um yeah. and it's through christ so that's and, and i'll be honest the, the first time oh sorry are, are the congregation the roa uh jim he invited me to their seder for passover and i mean all the pastors were invited from my church and the elders and stuff and so um, we said, all right, this was the first time this was a really new relationship with them, you know? Um, and at my church, I was like the, the Bible nerd. I, I was the resident theologian, right. That 
Hey, uh, uh, I was the guy, I was that church Chad, all the videos on TikTok. I'm, I'm really that guy uh, uh, who <laughs> would go around and say, yeah, but in the Greek, that verse says, you know, <laughs> um, anyway, so um, our senior pastor comes to me. He's like, hey, what do you think? I was like, yeah, let's go. Why not? Um, and so after experiencing a Seder, what's great about it is then you go back and read the gospel accounts of, of what happens after Passover. Mm. And it was, this is how my humor works, right? Um, mm. It was, um, I said to myself, I was like, well, no wonder, no wonder the disciples fell asleep. They were a little tipsy. They drank like a <laughs> gallon of wine. Because <laughs> um, I because going through the Seder, you see, okay, you have this, 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 and you drink. Then you do this, and then you drink, and it's all wine. So you're like, well, no, that's why they were sleeping under trees. They yeah. were a little sluggard. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, and I mean, and, and that's that's the beauty of Scripture, you know, realizing, realizing. And I think this is where a lot of people miss it. Um, and again, not, not, not using a broad brush, but the, the apostles were human, fallible human beings, um, who made mistakes, um, who, who got drunk, who, who, you know, who spoke when they shouldn't have spoken, who acted when they shouldn't have acted. I mean, we see this so profoundly about, you know, Peter is, you know, we see all these things Peter did wrong. And then, then we see Jesus Christ simply reply with Peter, do you love me? I mean, and uh, that's well, a beautiful Peter, message. Peter, for me, he is, he is the quintessential Christian, right? He, he, is, he, is the, the, uh, he is our evidence that it's okay to doubt. He is our evidence that, um, in my opinion, and I've done a couple of videos on this, um, he is beyond a shadow of a doubt, the concrete proof of once saved, always saved. You cannot lose yeah. your salvation because Amen. if anybody could lose their salvation, it would have been Peter. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I mean, I, I, I go to, I go to his, his stuff all the time, all the time, you know? Um, and, and then we have Peter's warning. We have Peter's warning in, 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 in at the second Peter, where he says, you know, where he mentions Paul. Yep. Yeah. Where he mentions Paul's uh, epistles. And then he says, but this is what I love. And, and, uh, you know, he, he equates Paul's, uh, he, he equates Paul's, uh, um, you know, epistles to scripture because he says they twist Paul's words as they do with the other scriptures. What's up, Michael? I see you, my brother. I love you, man. I hope you're enjoying your time. I know, Mike's over there. He's, he's calling out for attention. Hey, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike wants some love, guys. Everybody show Mike some love in the chat. He's 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 burnt like a rock. Hey, before I forget, I've just pulled a Michael Pagano on myself. Like and subscribe, guys, and go follow go follow chat again. It's a, it's such a such a pleasure to have him here with us. Um, I just I just love Chad's humor. Um, if you go see his videos, you'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I've had a I've had a, a couple of good laughs at Chad's videos while he refutes the the Torah observing community. And guys, please, like I said, if you've got any questions chats here with us um drop your questions in the chat uh, and he will he will address your questions if he sees them otherwise i will pin them um but this is where we at you know we're discussing torah observers we're discussing what their movement is on tiktok there is one guy i know i did say i wasn't going to mention names but there is a guy on tiktok who i will mention and he goes by a username will walkie and i would I would advise you all to stay far away from him. He he, he goes, he, he makes troll accounts. He pretends to be Pentecostal. Yep. He pretends to be Protestant. He pretends to be Catholic. Um, he trolls lives. He is just very, very 
dangerous. So if you come across Will Walkie with the little W that we see from the um, the drilling company, Milwaukee. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. Yeah, he's, he's using the. Uh, sorry for those. I already. I already told JD. And for those who follow me on TikTok, you know, I have ten kids. So there's kids back here in the background. Um, so I'm, if I just randomly mute, but you see me talking, it's because I'm probably yelling at a kid. Um, but um, yeah, no. Will is. Um, you know, I've interacted with him off offline, and we've we've talked and um, uh, in a very pastorly way. I've tried. Hey, thanks, Mike. In a very pastorly way, I've tr- I, I tried to say, hey, you know, um, this is not the fruit of the spirit. You know, you can you can believe what you want to believe. That's that's fine. Um, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, right, etc. And part of that is self-control. And what does that mean? Well, that means not being intentionally deceptive. Right. And, and anyway, so um, I'm not going to go on and, and focus on him, but I do want to yeah. circle back to two Peter three um, because. Uh, sorry, I'm opening a, a fizzy water, as they uh, they call them. But um, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> there it goes. Cool. Carry on, let, let it let it crackle, brother. Let it crackle. That's all good. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize I commented as, as Mike, but that's cool. I, I am Michael tonight, so that's that's what's happening. <laughs> I, I I am Mike, but th- th- this is it, guys. So we we've got. We've, we've, we've covered that they don't, they don't believe, most of them don't believe in the triune God of scripture. They, they reject the Trinity, which is a, which is a massive, massive error. Um, and we've seen lots of this, even in, among, even in among the, the Christian community, there's lots, there's lot, lots of confusion over the triune God of scripture. Um, you know, I know some of my brothers in Christ don't agree with me when I say it, 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 it could very well be a salvific issue um, because, you know, once we well, start taking away the, well, the see, deity. And I would argue that for most of them, it is. Um, and so um, clearly I, I've made a lot of friends in the Torah observing community. Uh, a couple of them are actually very good friends of mine that I've talked with offline quite a bit. And um, the, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought there, but the, 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 <laughs> I was reading Mike's comments and Mike's talking about Will walking and it's throwing me off. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, what were you saying, JD? I'm sorry. I just completely lost my train of thought. D- denying the triune God of scripture. Yes. It, it's yeah. And, and, and it being a, a salvific issue. If we, yeah, deny. that's what it was salvation. Yeah. yeah. So what they do is, and I've asked this question is, they say, well, we don't believe in, we don't, we don't follow the law for salvation. I say, okay, well, then um, uh, what is the consequence or what are the consequences for me as a believer, as a born again follower of Christ? What are the consequences if I knowingly eat pork, right? If I, if I, you know, if I say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm having a salad, and I'm going to throw some bacon on my salad or I'm having some steak and I'm going to wrap my steak in bacon because it just tastes so yummy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, what is the consequence there? And then they say, and this is where it becomes salvific, right? And it's it's nuanced. It's not it's not uh, um, uh, explicit. It's very implicit. Mm-hmm. It's it's the idea. Well, now you're losing righteousness. Okay, well, hold on, time out. We are we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I don't have any righteousness as it is. There's no mm-hmm. one righteous. And they say, oh, well, that was just Peter. And then they go to Luke one, and say. Yes. Um, oh, well, now we can look at Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I say, okay, no, Zechariah and Elizabeth were counted 
and held blameless. It doesn't mean yeah. they were perfect. It means God, the exact same way he did with Abraham, with Noah, Amen. with David, all of them, because, Amen. and even today, by their faith, Zechariah right. and Elizabeth were counted as righteous. How could that possibly? Well, because it's it's the, the imputed righteousness of Christ uh, uh, on them. But anyway, because we can go into... Uh, Ecclesiastes 7.20, uh, 1 Kings, uh, I think it's 4, uh, uh, Psalm 143, Psalm, I mean, there's, there's multiple, it's not just mm -hmm. Romans where Paul says there's, no, there's not one righteous. He's quoting yeah. Tanakh in a whole bunch of different places. So Amen. either A, the Bible is con conflicting itself in multiple different places in multiple different ways, which is no, or B, yeah. they're interpreting it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so That's exactly um, it. That's exactly it. I mean, I've, I've said this to, you know, and, and, and this is why I say to people all the time. And I think I think Chad will agree with me. I know Michael agrees with me. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian in 2023, you have a responsibility to do a basic or at least an introductory study to what hermeneutics are. Because if it's just me and my Bible, everyone that says it's me and my Bible, you will read into the text where you shouldn't read into the text. There, there, yep. there are definitely instances where we need to look at the text and go, this was applicable like this. And that's exactly what it meant. Um, we don't get to over spiritualize the text and we could also can't over literalize the text where we, where we say, okay, this is what it means. And yep. Paul, Paul refers to the old Testament 136 times. And um, as 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 we've uh, you know as Chad's just touched on there, 136 times. Of which I was I was I was looking for my my uh, commentary that's over on my bookshelf over there, but um, there's actually over 600 direct quotes and allusions in the New Testament of the Old, and it's like wow. And so the 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 to the Christian who says, well, we don't need the Old Testament anymore, that's categorically false. Um, yes. Uh, you, you need the good news. You need the bad news before you get the good news. Right. Um, but um, somebody over in the comments that actually asked a good question. Uh, Alop 17 said, uh, is Jesus only called the son during his earthly ministry? And the answer to that is no, he is eternally begotten. He is eternally the son. Um, he always has been the son. He always will be the son. We can go to John one. Um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? He has um, always been, um, has he always been, uh, uh, incarnate as a human being, no. Um, but has he always existed? Yes. Well, and that is where you you can't be a father without a son, right? It's 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 it's, and you can't be a son without a father. And it's like it's 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 this that that is part of the 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 uh, hypostatic union of the two. Um, Proverbs thirty dot four. I don't know that 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 poster though. I'm not sure he really knows scripture that well. We got to be. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding Mike <laughs> my hat goes off to you street preacher guys because uh, I've done that a few times and uh, people boy you can tell when somebody is is um, definitely under the demonic influence because you yeah. you can read all sorts of stuff mention God you and the minute you start talking about Christ yeah people change that's it that's it. That's where they like you. You used the correct word earlier, militant. Uh, it becomes it becomes combative, and it, you know, then it's attack the character, insult, swear, um, you know, cussing out. Uh, that that's what happens, and ultimately we, we deal with that on the streets often. Um, 
but this is this is where yeah, my mom's my yeah. mom is on my TikTok live. She just popped in. <laughs> oh, nice. Hello, mom. Uh, the the reality of and, and you said it also earlier about the 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 Torah Observer community is 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 it kind of feels sometimes like you like you're having a conversation with a Muslim or an atheist because you're like, do we even believe? Are we reading the same Bible? Are we believing yeah. in the same God? Like and, and so and so for those in the chat, if 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 you come across the Torah observant movement, the, the number one um, uh, verse you're going to have to exegete. The, the 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 very you are going to have to know the Sermon on the Mount very well, which is Matthew chapters mm -hmm. five through seven. Um, uh, well, Mike, in some cases, <laughs> that's that's a true statement. In some cases, uh, and in fact, there's a whole group of guys. Um, who, who I'm actually very friendly with. I really like the guys and they know a lot of things that I don't know. Um, but um, who, in my opinion, have actually forsaken Christianity and are Jewish with the exception that they still want, they still want salvation through Christ yet yeah. really don't trust the finished work on the cross. They really don't trust that, you know, to tell us die that it is finished. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so the, the number one, it, it's, it's, it's Matthew 5, chapters 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount, um, and specifically um, after the Beatitudes, starting in verse 13, well, 14, 15, 16, and then into 17, 17, 18, 19, and 20 of Matthew chapter 5 are the, the, the core verses that, that um, most in the Torah Observer and Hebrew Roots community go back to. And, and again, I, for, for over a year and a half now, I think on TikTok alone, um, the, the, the arguments aren't new. The verses aren't unique. The, uh, and what, what kills me is they claim to not have any doctrines. And I'm like, well, you have plenty of doctrines. Um, most are incorrect, yeah. but um, you have plenty of them. Anyway, so in Matthew 5, uh, it's do not or my 517. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now, yeah, the first portion of that. And I just want to go into this because. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you this exact question. So I'm so glad you've gone there because this is a lot of a lot of brothers. And just before Chad dives into this, because guys, I really want you to pay attention to what Chad says here because it's so on point. He's made a couple of videos about this. But what does it mean to fulfill the law? What did Jesus Christ mean? And what does it mean according to Matthew 5, 17? So please, if you've got your notepads, for those of you, I know there's there's a few. I know Kira likes to take notes. I know there's a few of you that like to take notes and they come here to learn. So this will be a beautiful exegesis of the of that text. And uh, I, I encourage you to listen closely to what Chad says next. Wow. Don't, don't set the bar too high. No, no. <laughs> Um, well, I've, I've done a lot of a lot of study into these three, four verses, but um, fulfill. And so the, the term here uh, in the Greek is is what transliterated is P-L-E-R-O-O -O in the um, uh, English transliteration. So in the Greek, it is uh, uh, P lambda, eta, rho, omicron, omega. Um, and the way it was pronounced is actually plurao. So the, the omega is the long O, the uh, omicron is a short O, so plurao. Well, we see that word all over the Bible. Uh, in the Greek, in the Greek Septuagint, which is the um, Hebrew translation 
uh, of the Hebrew Bible into Greek around 250 BC. So plurao in, so Greek is an inflected language, which means you can put words in any order in a sentence and still kind of come up with the same meaning. And so we look for is word endings. I'm not going to go into a huge Greek lesson, but um, those word endings. So in Matthew 5.17, the root word is plurao, but the word inflected there is plerosai. Well, that sigma alpha iota at the end there gives us an indication, tells us that it's an inflected version, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, of the word plurao. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's in the aorist active infinitive. And what that means is it's essentially in the, in the way Bill Mounts describes it, the way Dan Wallace describes it. Uh, and these are two, uh, um, the pinnacle of, of Greek teaching. Anybody, anybody in, who's been to seminary in the last 20 years, 25 years has learned from Bill Mounts and Dan Wallace and, uh, primarily. Um, is this is a, a snapshot, right? So if, if, if I'm in a, a balloon uh, and I'm stationary in the sky and a train goes by and I take a picture of that train, this, this word there in the Aorist active infinitive is kind of acting like that. We don't have it in English. It doesn't exist. Um, so to translate it is actually quite difficult in English because we don't have this term. And so this, this fulfillment here is a, a the Aorist tense is, is tends to be a past tense, but it's a past tense action that continues into the future for an undisclosed amount of time. So when it says Jesus fulfilled the law, plerosai, he, it's saying that in that moment, in the, in the past, then, good night, babe, love you. My wife's going to bed, sorry. Um, the, um, he fulfilled the law and the prophets in that moment. And that is another key, I'm going to digress just a little bit, that in the Torah observance movement, they constantly drop off the prophets there, right? And they, oh, he fulfilled the law, fulfilled the law. Well, yeah, we tend to focus on the law there, but he fulfilled the law and the prophets. Well, what does that mean? Well, in the moment when Jesus came to this earth, his and this is talking about his mission in chapter 517, Matthew 517, he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Well, to fulfill, in that, in that plerosai text, what he's saying is, Everything that I came to do is the fulfillment of the law from the moment I came into incarnation until the moment I come again. Well, how do we know that? Well, we look to, this is where the Hebrew roots understanding, um, not in the proper noun Hebrew roots, but in just the nouns, um, understanding the Hebrew marriage ceremony. And I, I can I can get to that in a minute, but but the plerosai there, uh, plerosai in the aorist active infinitive, is a snapshot in time. It is a past action that continues into the future. And that's kind of the simplest way to explain it. So did Jesus fulfill every single law? The answer is yes. Did Jesus fulfill everything required to bring and, and, and to establish the new covenant? Well, clearly the apostles are very clear on this. Jesus himself is very clear on this. Yes. Has everything that Jesus fulfilled happened in our timeline? The answer is no. Why? Well, because that's, we remember back to the snapshot. If we look at the snapshot in time, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit operate, Father, Son, and Spirit operate outside of our linear time. They're not confined to our time. So when Jesus says, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets, his incarnation, his his humiliation, his crucifixion, his death, burial, and resurrection, and the, the parousia, the second coming of Jesus, 
all of that is the to fulfill, right? Past action, continuing present into the future. And so we look at the, the, the Hebrew marriage ceremony to really see how this plays out. Well, then we have the Kiddushin, which is the betrothal, right? Well, we've already experienced that. Jesus has established the new covenant. And this follows the same, the ketubah is the, the covenant document, right, in a, in a Hebrew marriage ceremony. So we have that, the, the, the new covenant, the, the Ungelion of Christ, the, 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 the gospel, uh, established. We will have the consummation, the nisuin of that uh, uh, betrothal in his second coming. Well, this, is, this follows the Hebrew marriage tradition almost to the T. So it's no surprise when husbands are told to love their wives as Christ loved the church. It's no surprise when the church is referred to as the bride of Christ. Right? There's, these, these, are, these, these allusions and these metaphors follow this perfectly. Well, what happens? The father says, son, it's time to go get your bride. Everything is prepared. Everything is ready. Go get your bride. Well, when does that happen? Well, when the father says so. Well, Jesus says, nobody knows the time but the father. Well, that's what that's talking about, the Hebrew marriage ceremony. The, the bridegroom will not communicate with the bride during their separation. So there's a, there's a, there's a, cons, or a uh, the establishment of the covenant, the Kiddushin, there's a separation time while the father, the son returns to the father to prepare things. I mean, see how this plays out. Uh, he returns to the father to prepare things. And then the father says, there will be a time where I send you back. Everything's done. Go get your bride. During that time, the, the bride and the bridegroom won't be speaking. They won't see each other. They won't talk. Instead, ready for this, the bridegroom will send a mediator, a counselor, as you were, a parakletos, right? The, the Holy Spirit, right? So uh, uh, then they, the bridegroom will then return at a given time in the future to consummate his relationship with his bride. Well, that's what we see in the parousia of Christ in his second coming. That's exactly what will happen. And so this is where this, that is fulfillment. That is plerosi uh, in a 15 minute. I don't know how long I've been talking, but in a very long explanation, that is when Jesus says, I came, I do not think that I have come to abolish the law or prophets. Stop. Don't even think that, that that's ludicrous that Messiah would come to, to, to abolish the law, right? No, that would, that doesn't even fit to Deuteronomy 13. It's not possible. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. He's saying, I have come to fulfill them. Everything he's doing, this context here, this is why the aorist active infinitive is being used. It's a past action continuing to the future. In our timeline, this happened in the past. Well, it continues well into the future. Beyond the future life of the apostles that he was talking to, beyond the future of, of um, many of us alive today, right? I mean... I think those of us who are truly born again Christians are saying, yes, Jesus, please return. Please come back. Um, but if he doesn't, then we will see him again someday. But um, and then he says, the, verse 18, for truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Well, now this one, that's a complicated verse. It's very, very complicated, very, very nuanced. There's a whole lot of interpretations out there in this. Um, I take the interpretation that this is. Um, we know that some parts of the law were accomplished, right? The, the temple has been destroyed. Um, there is no longer uh, sacrifices for sin. There's no longer atonement, right? All, all of that has been finally fulfilled permanently by Christ as, as the final lamb of, uh, of God. Um, but it says not a law, Yoda will pass until all has been accomplished. Well, he says to Telestai, he said it is, it is finished. So now this is where the interpretations come in. And some people 
uh, will say, no, everything happened 70 AD. It's all done. The temple was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. That is what Jesus was referring to. Well, that's a problematic interpretation because we all still, the law still physically exists, right? We have it in our Old Testament. We should read it. We should be familiar with it. So um, uh, Rob Solberg on, on YouTube does a great uh, explanation of this, but we see that uh, uh, there is some fulfillment in this. And Jesus is talking here in a futuristic tense, uh, but also a past tense. And it's, again, it's, it's, it doesn't exist in English. So it's really hard for English speakers to really uh, grasp it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just so beautifully put. And again, you know, what I would, what I would, what I would bounce off the back of that is, is that proclamation Christ makes, Teda lest die, it is finished. Um, and ultimately we as Christians today, we, we look, we look to the cross. This is, I mean, this is why the apostle Paul comes to us in first Corinthians uh, two. And he says, you know, I didn't come to you with the wisdom of words. Is it one Corinthians two where he says, I didn't come to you with the wisdom of words. I didn't come to you with, with, with eloquent speech. I came, uh, you know, preaching Christ crucified and ultimately you know this is this is the gospel message this is what we 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 preach to people do you believe that jesus christ died for your sins on the cross that he was buried and he rose again the third day um again this is where i pose the question to the torah observer community how are you saved so you know maybe you can elaborate on that for us chat how how do they think they are saved how do they think they are going to inherit the kingdom of god one day is it what is it because ultimately <laughs> <laughs> well that's a loaded question um yeah so most of them will profess uh uh that um well jesus we're only saved through jesus well the problem is and, and i've actually begun to stop using the term saved um because we, we know biblically as christians that we have been saved are being saved and will be saved right Throughout the scripture, we see that 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 play out. But um, so I ask them, how is it that you are justified, right? What is yeah. it that justifies you? What is it that puts you in that legal right standing before God? Um, and I've even worded it like that. What is it that legally puts us in, in good graces in God's good graces legally, right? Um, and I've had many of them say, well, keeping the law. <laughs> Nope. There is one way to be justified, and that's the blood of Christ, period. Um, anything else, and, and this is where the, we go back to the previous conversation, right? Where the previous comment. Oh, so you're saying that the devil would, would lead us to keeping the laws of God? If it takes your eyes off of Jesus and anything becomes the hope of your salvation and justification, righteousness, sanctification other than Christ, yes, the adversary will absolutely do that. He did it with Eve in the garden. Is that really, did God really say you die, right? I mean, that's exactly what he does. Getting Amen. you to doubt and twist the word of God just, just a little bit. It doesn't, it's just a tiny yeah. bit. And the focus has to come off of Christ by diminishing who Christ is, by uh, diminishing his covenant, right? We are in the messianic covenant. Now, the new covenant, we are in that. And this is another thing they have to tear down. Well, we're not in the new covenant. What? that one that that one doesn't make sense for me and i and i have dealt with this for years how can anybody say and they go to jeremiah 31 and say well in those times the law will no longer be the the the, the knowledge of god will no longer be taught and i say the knowledge of god isn't taught we have the holy spirit we have the 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 jesus we we, we it's not he's not um 
and, and anyway, I, I, it's just, it's just, it, that one confuses me. How can you yeah. look at the narrative of scripture? How can you look at the words of Christ? How can you look at the accounts of the apostles and say, we are not in the new covenant that what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just kind of, it kind of makes, uh, you know, Paul's encounter on the Damascus road completely pointless, doesn't it? Um, you know, why? And, and every single prophecy we see in Isaiah about, about even Malachi, you know, um, about the Gentiles, about, you know, God extending his, you know, extending his grace to the Gentiles, making yeah. the Gentiles righteous. I mean, it, it kind of makes all of those verses null and void because, you know, we still, we still hanging on to this thing. Um, and it, I love that you brought that up because we see that in Genesis three, don't we? Where, where Satan corrupts the word of God. He questions the character and the nature of God. And, and this ultimately is, is, and I said this the other day on Discord. So it's, it's so funny that you brought it up because to this day, we see the very, very same lie being wrapped up differently. Um, and it, <laughs> but it's the same lie. It's the same yep. deception. And, and, and the devil is, is still, um, he's still working at, at, corrupting the character of God well, and the nature well, Jenny, of God. He, he doesn't have to be creative. It's been working since the dawn of man. <laughs> yeah. His tactic works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's... 100%. 100%. I mean, and, and, and this is, this is kind of where we, we as Christians, you know, you, and ultimately this is why I take my hat off to you, brother, because I, I don't have the, I don't have the minerals to go back and forth. With, with <laughs> you know and, and because it's like that's not what it says bro but you know you can't just and, and this is where apologetics comes in and again um you mentioned bill mounts his full name is william mounts and he's got a book that's that's called why i trust the bible um and i highly recommend that each and every single one of you get it it's it's not a long read um but it's a very important read and as we know uh, you know bill mounts uh, spent 10 years on the ESV translation team. He's been on the NIV translation team. Um, he's, he's a renowned scholar and, and, and very, very wise when it comes to ex explaining exactly what, what Chad has just gone into. There are certain parts and certain phrases from the Greek that you cannot translate to English because it simply doesn't exist. Uh, and, and the phrase uttered um, by, by the apostles, by Christ, um, you know, have have so much meaning, so much meaning to it that this is why we've got authorized translations. And this is why we'll sit and go, you're not KJV only. The NASB is an authorized version. You know, the yeah. ESV is an authorized version. These, these are good Bible translations, but ultimately this is why we suggest software like Logos, where you can, you can have the interlinear, you can look up various translations. And, and again, um, if you haven't done a basic study on hermeneutics, then I would suggest you get to your local church and see what they offer um, well, and, because and, most and of you, them do. You bring up a really good point, church, right? And now I'm not saying categorically th that just because um, uh, a pastor went to seminary or understands these things that they're always right. That's not true. I, I've been corrected. I've been incorrect. Um, on several things in the past, many times. Um, true story. Uh, it was a Christmas uh, service and I was preaching and um, 
I literally, hey, Carter, uh, just just real quick, for those on my TikTok, I'm I'm really not paying attention to the TikTok. I'm, I'm on a YouTube live on True Christian uh, Ministries on YouTube. If you want to follow along, I would suggest heading over there. I'm just streaming it on TikTok so that you can listen in. Um, anyway, so I, I'm preaching on the stage. It's Christmas. And this is this is what I said, JD. I'm talking about Jesus. And I said, yeah, he he may have been Mary's oldest son. <laughs> it's one of those things that the moment you say it you go oh crap what did I no he absolutely is the oldest son um, yeah, so. I, mean, I mean this happens so I, you know and and this is the beauty this is a beauty about being a born-again believer is because and you touched on it early on in this podcast for those of you who have just joined that that no true believer, no you know, born again believer preacher will, will ever stand up and say, "I know the word of God better than anyone else." Like I've got it down pat. I've got things figured out that the guy before me didn't have figured out. Um, and ultimately, this is why we have, uh, you know, we have the historicity of the Bible. We have church history. We have all these resources. And this is the problem: we have these resources readily available, um, but people get their theology from TikTok. And as much as we are creators, as much as we are creators on TikTok and we are yet to preach the gospel, we are yet to encourage. And, and most of the, the, the videos Chad has made to refute them have been very, very educational um, to me, especially because, okay. you know, you, you, when you go, when it comes to apologetics, um, you know, Peter says to us in 1 Peter 3.15, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. Um, and to do so with meekness and fear. So he's talking about having a fear of the Lord. When we address the Bible, when we interpret the Bible, we need to have a reverent fear of who God is. Because the moment we start removing from God's word or adding to God's word, we have committed a serious foul because we are now speaking on behalf of God. And ultimately, this is a lot this is something I've seen a lot within the Torah observer community where one of them will exegete the text this way. Um, but they're not actually, they're not actually exegeting at all. They are just exegeting the text and they think they're exegeting the text. And well, ultimately this is what we see. Well, yeah. And, and, and the thing is if, if a pastor has gone through, it doesn't even have to be a pastor, anybody I, I'm technically, even though I'm, my ordination is still technically valid, I'm not an active pastor. I'm a vice president or assistant vice president at credit union, um, a bank. I don't know if you have credit unions in South Africa. So I'm basically a yeah. you know, mid-level executive at a, at a bank. Um, and so, uh, uh, but those of us who have been to seminary and have a basic understanding in say Greek or Hebrew, I, I don't know Hebrew, but I know Greek pretty well. Right. Well, this is where having a little bit of knowledge, and I've seen Christians do this, but the Torah observants do this really as a profession, is going into a word like plerao or plerisai, right? And saying, okay, well, first of all, assuming that plerao, uh, as the, which is the root word, um, is always the same meaning across the board. And they go, well, strong says that, da, da, da. okay, well, okay, here, here's the problem with that is in and jd i'm assuming because you're south african that you are multilingual that you probably know afrikaans and english right at least um and yeah. so understanding that there are ways that languages work that go beyond just looking up a word in the dictionary you you can't yeah. 
like I know I, I can speak a little French, right? And and understanding that the word for to be in French is être, right? Well, if I say I am, I don't say je être, I say je, right? It's conjugated differently. So yeah. I, I can't just go to the to a dictionary and see exactly. the word for I, the word for uh, uh, to be as an am. Right? I, you can't do that. And so you yeah. have to have an understanding of how the language works in context, in lexical usage, whatever, that goes beyond just looking up a word in a, in a, in a dictionary uh, and saying, oh, well, Strong says fulfill can be all of these things. So I'm just going to pull whichever one of these I want and, and fit yes. it in this context. Yes. That's yes. not how it works. <laughs> yeah, definitely doesn't work. Um, <laughs> um, and then, absolutely. And that's that's so, so spot on, because especially when you speak two languages, Afrikaans and English, you, you can see in reading the Afrikaans Bible, then reading the English Bible, you see the differences and yep. you're like, okay, well, and then again, we have to go. And this is ultimately, and I'll use this as, it's, as, a, as a, it's a stupid example, but it is an example nonetheless. We'll see a lot of these Torah observers say that, that, that Jesus Christos is, 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 a, is you know, derived from Zeus. Um, this shows this shows that they've got absolutely zero understanding in the Greek because the, it's not even possible for Jesus to translate to Greek uh, in the Greek to Zeus. Not possible. Um, that's like saying Chad is JD. Uh, yeah, you know, Chad right. in the Greek is JD. It's it's literally what they're saying. Um, they, and and unfortunately, young Christians get tripped up by this and they go, oh, "Wow, we're worshiping Zeus." Um, no, you're not. His name is Jesus Christ. Um, this is in, in in Zulu. It's Ijesu. Ijesu is is uh, now there's an I in front of the J in in, in Zulu. Does this mean that they now uh, you know have have got a different Jesus? No, transliteration and translation. Huge difference. Um, yeah. And again, <laughs> this is this is another problem we we find within within uh, that community is um, they completely ignore the laws of transliteration, um, even when it comes to the text. Even yep. when it comes to the, we see Peter is called Cephas in the KJV uh, in some places, and in the ESV he's always called Peter. So, uh, does this mean it's a different person? No. Uh, it's, it's well, then simple. you can throw then you can throw Aramaic in there and Petra, you know, now yeah. you have I mean, that one guy has like four or five different names in the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, and, and, and we the same with Jonah, you know, he's referred to as Jonas, uh, you know, Jonah, Yuna, uh, Yuana. So we've got so many, again, transliteration guys. So uh, what what a powerful thing it is to have all the access like i say again if you to everyone who is on the chat right now um if you have got access to if you've got a smartphone then you've got access to the blue letter bible app which is a beautiful little app to have handy on your cell phone because it's got the concordance it's got the strongs it's got the interlinear it's it's, it's got everything that that you need in order to um and again you can also have the interlinear where you have got two or three different translations Sorry, I'm having a discussion with a uh, teenager. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> there was no. Okay, let's let's just quickly see. You want to address address that one in the in the chat? There was no ya sound for Greek, and it was Greek tradition for male names to end with s, so it went from Yeshua to Jesus. Uh, I don't know about the ending in Sigma 
or stigma would be the, a different way to say the stigma at the end of a word. But um, there, I mean, the first part of that is true, but we're, with the transliteration path that is followed, um, we, ha we have to, first of all, understand first century Judea, right? What, what would the history of first century Judea? And if you weren't a Jew, the lingua franca was Greek, right? That was what everybody spoke. If you were a Jew, it wasn't even Hebrew. It was Aramaic. Um, Hebrew outside of the temple and maybe some synagogues in Jerusalem, Hebrew was not a very common language in the first century uh, at this time. Well, how do we know that? Well, we know that the Septuagint was translated in 250 BC, 250 mm. years before that Greek was already making its way in. Right. So I'm not saying Hebrew was a dead language. It wasn't dead. It was just really less common. Right. And outside mm -hmm. the, the, the Jewish clergy themselves, most Jews, the, fur the further away from Jerusalem or Judea you got, the less likely anybody spoke Hebrew or read Hebrew, or understood Hebrew. Aramaic, definitely the language uh, of the day for uh, for uh, Hebrews. But and then you so you have Jesus in in Greek, the the uh, Iota, Eta, uh, Sigma, Omicron, Upsilon, Sigma. Um, uh Again, I don't know about the Sigma S thing. I, 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 it sounds plausible. I don't, I don't know. Um, but um, yes, the Maccabean revolt had a lot to do with that. But the, um, and then you have Latin, which is the Roman language. Obviously, this is the Roman Empire in the first century. So now you say, okay, well, what did the Latins do? Well, they took Jesus in the Greek, Yeshua in the in the Aramaic, um, and we don't really have a. Hebrew name for Jesus. It, 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 there's really no, and, and the Hebrew roots movement and the sacred name part of the Hebrew roots movement takes this to the extent and they create these names. Uh, the Sigma is the S in uh, uh, Greek. Um, the, uh, uh, they create the Yahua, Yahushua, Yahoshua, these, these, these names purportedly for Jesus that, again, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I do know plenty of them. And they will all say those transliterations are impossible in Hebrew. They don't exist. There's, yeah. there's never mentioned anywhere in ancient Hebrew writings. You know, uh, if we're going to refer to uh, Joshua, it's Yehoshua, right? So there's, there's a, a, it's a, it's a different, anyway, point being, we go from uh, Greek, Jesus Christos, or, or Jesus Christo, uh, whichever uh, inflection, they're all referring to the same person. Um, and then the Iota, like the person said, the Ya doesn't exist, the J doesn't exist uh, in, in Greek. So then that is translated into, transliterated rather, into Latin. That's where they get the J from, right? Because now, hey guys, because now, uh, uh, they're introducing that 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 way because in the Latin and correct me if I'm wrong because my Latin isn't that great but the the I in Latin can be a J uh, and so then you get into the English which by the way in first century Judea Jerusalem in the first century in the Middle East um, in the first century world English didn't exist it, yeah. it wasn't a language yet <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know even it was it, at best it was a Germanic language at best. But the English yeah. that we speak didn't exist. No. Um, and so now you fast forward a few hundred years. And yes, it goes to the Anglicanization from, you know, King James translation into English. And that J from 
the iota into the J into Latin into English, we get Jesus. Um, the, the problem I have with the entire premise of that idea from the Hebrew roots, parts of the Hebrew roots in Torah observance movements, is that if we're not calling him Yahushua, Yahoshua, um, uh, uh, whatever other made up word there is, that we're, we're worshiping the false, a false God, the false Christ. Um, the problem with that is linguistics. <laughs> That's the problem is how language works. Um, and the bigger problem for me, JD, and, and, and this is where you, you may not agree with me. I don't know. God's not that petty. No. <laughs> he, he knows our heart, right? He knows that if I'm calling on Jesus Christ, and I could call him, let's say, because I know his name is Jesus. Let's say in my daily prayers, I, I pray to Jesus. I, I, I'm a native Greek speaker. I'm going to call him Jesus, right? God is not that petty, and he knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows yeah. every part of us. Yeah. He knows Amen. who we're trying to worship. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I mean, we, we see this so abundantly with, with, with David. I mean, if, if, if you've read through the Psalms, um, you can see, you know, even when David feels far away from the Lord, he still knows that the Lord is not far away from him. Um, and ultimately, uh, this is why we, 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 went, we dove into this a little bit the other day when I was live. But, you know, it, just to give you an example of, of what, what Chad is talking about now, if we go to the Hebrew, for example, if you go to Psalm 14, um, Psalm 14, you know, very good Psalm. We know Psalm 14 verse one, he says, only a fool says in his heart that there is no God. But the, this is, this is a perfect example when, 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 when translating from the, from the Hebrew. Um, and obviously if you guys have gone through the Septuagint, you'll, you'll see this, but they didn't have phrases like there is, um, right. there is, doesn't exist. So the, the direct translation from, from Hebrew to English would be the fool says no God. The fool says yeah. in his heart, no God, not there is no God, no God. Um, furthermore, in, in, and then he goes on to say, um, you know, in verse five, he says they were there with great fear. Again, the word great doesn't exist in the, in the Hebrew year. We see pachat, pachat. So he's, he's literally saying fear, fear. So when we come to the English, we when a word is doubled up like that, pachat, pachat, fear, fear, they then put emphasis on the fact that it is a great fear. So in, in the old, from the Hebrew, we'll see a word will be doubled up for them to put emphasis on the word. The same with, with we, when we see the angels cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Again, the emphasis is on his holiness. So yeah. this is why, again, um, and people are like, oh, but, you know, I've heard that seminaries are corrupt and, you know, Constantine did this. And it's always Constantine. The it's always the Constantine is. or Nicaea. <laughs> Constantine has done everything wrong. You know, poor Constantine has just been pulled into every single error that there is within the church. But again, this is why, you know, and I know, uh, uh, you know, Chad would probably agree with me, but you, you have to, you have to, if you've got access um, in your church to, to, to study, um, uh, you know, again, a basic course on hermeneutics, which is the science of interpretation. We need to, we need to, as Christians, we've got an obligation. Why? Because Second Timothy 2.15 tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God. So we are to, to handle God's word with the greatest of care because we, if we go into non-believers with a false gospel, 
um, we are not converting. They are not converting to a, they are not becoming born again. And, and, and ultimately everybody here knows how I feel about, you know, the Fertix and the Joel Osteens of the world. Um, who, who, who <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and ultimately what we see is this, is this, we, we see people that then come, they, they, they're on fire and they're casting out demons and they're speaking in tongues, but then three months later, they deconstructing from Christianity. Um, and ultimately we, this, this is why I say, Oats, oats, at once truly saved, always truly saved. You know what I mean? So if you've, if you've truly been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, then ultimately those fruits are bound to show. Um, yeah. we, and, 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 you know, you said something on one of your videos a couple of months ago that you get this hunger where you want to study the word of God. It's not yeah. about uh, now I have to, it's, it's like, all I want to do is read my Bible. I want to know more. I want to see more. I want to understand more. And ultimately, this is this is evident of 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 the Holy Spirit working in you. Um, and and we see this again. We go to the psalmist. We go to David, and he says to God, he says something so profound to God. And I think it's uh, Psalm one forty. I think it is. But he says, God, show me my heart. Reveal to yeah. me my heart. So. 100% agree with you. God is not that petty. Um, you know, if if we serving, Jesus said it, those those who know me, um, you know, will worship in spirit and in truth. Um, and what does it mean? What does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth? I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. What does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth? And are the Torah observers worshiping in spirit and in truth? <laughs> Um, no. Uh, well, how do we know that? Because, well, when, when Jesus says that, right, it's, it's the it's the I believe it's the woman of the well, right, where he's he's saying that there will come a day when we will no longer worship in Jerusalem on the mountain. This is this is all going to fade away. Right. Um, and what well, what is he talking about? Well, he's talking about there will come a time when we will worship in spirit. Right. That 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 everything I do, everything in me, this is why I, I chose the to hunger and thirst. It's from the Beatitudes. Um that those for hunger and thirst for righteous hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. Right. Well, this is when when you are a born again believer and truly born again, you develop a different hunger and a different thirst for something more, right? And and Paul talks about it. We go from the the milk to the meat, right? It's it's and you become this. I mean, my 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 son asked me. He goes he goes, Dad, if you had three wishes, what would you wish for? I said, I wish I I would know. Uh, be able to speak, read, write, and know every language ever known to mankind. Uh, I wish I knew uh, the, thank you, the, 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 the Bible. I wish I had it memorized. I wish my memory worked great. Uh, you know, I'm in my mid forties and it's just not that great anymore. Um, and um, I, I said, I wish I would have started with this, with this, this, this insatiable hunger and thirst for all things God when I was like 10, you know, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen, bro. Been there. Been there. you know, I didn't, I didn't get saved until my twenties and, and I was a Roman Catholic before that. Um, so I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. And, um, and so th th that is, um, yeah. And understanding too, um, don't do this on your own. I, there, there is, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, when I started, when I started my, when I started my doctorate, my PhD uh, in Bible exposition, um, one of the first classes we had to take was an advanced hermeneutics class. And 
the, the books that this is why I'm not doing it anymore in my life. Can't, I can't handle the workload. It's crazy. Um, that we're talking four or five, 600 page books and you had to read one or two a week. Um, and the, and it was, it was, it was so fast paced. I said, wait, wait, hold on this, this book on hermeneutics. I, I have it. I'm going to, I'm going to grab it real quick off my, my shelf. Cause I want to no show problem. Go for it. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> and that's me guys. I'm commenting as Mark because, um, Mark's not around. And as you guys know, Mark will be back on, on Wednesday night's podcast. Um, and again, like, subscribe. Um, I did post Chad's handle as well on TikTok. I don't know if you've got any uh, podcast or anything you do other than TikTok. Anywhere else people can get a hold of you for questions or follow you. Nope, I, I do TikTok. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, a brother of mine started that one show on YouTube. And it was, uh, we did a handful of episodes and then just didn't have time. <laughs> what people okay. don't understand is how much time it takes to edit YouTube. <laughs> Way too <laughs> to have much. good content, right? Um, yeah. So the, the book is The Hermeneutical Spiral by Grant Osborne, right? And this is, that's the, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty substantial. There's 600 pages or so. And going through this, it was... I want to, I wish I could just like memorize this book because yeah. it's called the hermeneutical spiral. And what he's talking about is once you start like understanding one part of hermeneutics, now you've got another part to study. Now you've got another part to understand. Now you have another part and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And this is a method that, that, that Grant Osborne, you know, teaches. Um, and that's one method of hermeneutics, right? There's, there's presuppositional hermeneutics. There's, there's, there's all these different ways of understanding. So don't do this on your own. Um, find somebody to, to teach you. Um, at, at my old church, I taught these classes. Um, when I was going through seminary, I, I went to uh, our senior pastor and our elders. And I said, why is this stuff only for people who've been to seminary? Every believer needs to know this stuff. And, yeah, I, said, I, want, and I said, I want to teach this stuff as I learn it. I'm going to teach it um, because, Hey, that helps you learn it. Right. Um, yeah, and so my first couple classes were, were pretty like, bad it was hey we're gonna it was more of like a bible study we're gonna do this together uh and then after the, as the years went on it, it became more of a teaching and then i went you know taught in school and stuff um but uh my first hermeneutic my, my advanced hermeneutics class that was one of the books we had to read um it is there's so much to it and this is not this is not just a christian thing right hermeneutics uh, jd said this is the the science of of interpretation right this is this is a legal tactic. This is Muslims do this. Christians do this. Jews do this. Um, um, again, lawyers, as they go through in like in the U S yeah. to understand the constitution, something that was written yeah. 200 years ago, it takes hermeneutical processes to understand and to put things together, right? This is not just uniquely Christian. Yeah. Um, so, but that's why we say that's ultimately why we say Christian hermeneutics and not just hermeneutics as a, as a whole, because again, um, one of the biggest mistakes we make, and we've all been there, and again, I'm, I'm standing from a place where I, where I say, hey, that was me, is, is you hear something preached. Um, let's go to Mark chapter 16, for example. You know, greater things will follow these. Uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and what is what is the word of faith movement love to? They love to go to that verse, but they completely ignore the next few verses where it says you can drink poison and, and, and play with snakes. So they'll they'll claim the one part of it and, and, and they'll use that. That'll be the driving force of their ministry um, and they'll ignore the rest. Um, and this is ultimately what happens to young Christians. We hear something said, well, he's got a good life. He's got a nice wife. He's got a, he's healthy. He's got all these things. So surely 
His obedience has got him there. Surely naming and claiming all these things has got him there. And ultimately, um, when we truly believe in Jesus Christ, we see, well, this is actually quite the opposite. Um, when we start when we start seeing that Jesus's words where he said they hated me they will hate you that that starts, really, that starts if you don't believe more. that go go do some street preaching see what happens yeah. amen. amen I mean and then you start seeing that okay this is this is the Christian world Christ was talking about not one of those prosperity teachers who who and again like I, I say I say you know to people, Listening to prosperity, listening to prosperity and word of faith teachers is kind of like that Silento whip nay nay song. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it leaves <laughs> it leaves you feeling good for a few minutes, but there's no there's no real meat, and 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 it it, it doesn't carry any weight. So well, once you know what, the song so, ends, so do the that, good times. That's actually a great great observation, and I would say it is the word of faith movements. It is those things, the Osteens, the Furtics that you're talking about that in my opinion have led to the 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 explosion of the Torah observance and Hebrew roots ideas, right? Why? Yes. Because these people look at those people as Christians and say, it, it doesn't make any sense that I can just have free grace and then do whatever I want. To which born again believers would say, you're right, that doesn't make any sense because that's not what the Bible says. Amen. <laughs> We are called to obedience. We are called to, to be obedient followers of Christ. Again, self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? Well, how do we do that? Part of that is obedience. And if God calls you to give up pork and fine, don't eat it, right? I, I, um, I'll give you a, just a quick glimpse of my testimony is um, I had a drinking problem until about 10 years ago. I drank way too much. It was causing issues in my marriage. Uh, my kids were still young enough that they didn't know alcoholism runs through my family. Um, both sides. And um, it was it was at a time of prayer with my brothers, my covenant group that were part of me. We prayed about it. It was finally the Holy Spirit finally revealed to me that I needed to stop. And um, it was ruining my testimony. It was ruining my witness. It was ruining every part of my, anything that I was doing. Um, and so we prayed about it. I, I said, you know, Holy Spirit, take this from me. He did in an instant. That was about 10 years ago. Uh, um, but does that mean I would then go out and preach that all believers have to abstain from alcohol. No, that's nonsense. Um, yeah. But I have to, because as Paul says, that which is Amen. a sin for you is a sin. Well, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that it would be sinful for me to drink alcohol. So therefore it is a sin for me and I need to abstain from it. So if that's Amen. what God has called you to do, then do it. Um, Amen. But, uh, why? Because we do have to be obedient. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. And, and we're not to be taken to drunkenness. And I couldn't I, you know, I haven't had a sip in over 10 years, but I, I couldn't drink alcohol and not be taken to drunkenness. Well, we're not supposed to do that. Right. And so all this it's this idea. And so what we have is that 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 word of faith. We have the free grace. We have all these ideas that are not biblical when, when they say, yeah. well, I can. Oh, and I've heard this from the Torah observance is. Oh, so, so once we get to Christ, we can just, you know, go on sinning and do whatever we want. And I say, no, yeah. Paul addresses that. None of yeah. this is new. Paul addressed all of it. <laughs> no. And not just once on? either. Not just once. I mean, he goes over in yeah. Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Philippians. Yeah, Romans. I mean, it's like. Romans. Like, like you know, do not do use your liberty as an occasion to the flesh. You know, no. shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? No. You know, it's, 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 it's all God over God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Amen. I mean, um, 
where in scripture is social drinking approved by God? No, I mean, ultimately, (laughs) yeah, I mean, ultimately, (laughs) where we are today, I mean, he even says to Timothy, you know, drink no longer water, but a little bit of wine, you know, for your ailments. But again, what what do we see when Paul, when we go through first and second Timothy is, is, is. Don't create stumbling blocks for other believers. As you've said, you know, if, if, if you know someone's got a drinking problem, don't be popping bottles in front of someone who's got a drinking problem. I mean, ultimately, this is this is where, where we are called. And, you know? and truthfully, when I, when I have fellowshiped face-to-face with Messianic Jews or Torah-observant Christians, whether whether I have disagreements with them or not, um, it's mainly been Messianic Jews. I mean, we at my church, I had a few people who had, um, more than a few, about a dozen or so, who had come out of, and my church was about a thousand people, um, who had come out of Torah observance. And the minute I found out about them and the other pastors in my church were like, oh, you got to go talk to Chad. He, you know, he knows about this stuff. And so we would talk. And when we would fellowship, I was respectful, right? It's, it's, and Paul says to do this, that, hey, yeah. if I'm going to invite you over to my house and you're a Messianic Jew, I'm not serving bacon wrapped filet mignon. Why? That's just disrespectful and rude. right Um, i'm gonna be respectful and probably do my very best to serve a kosher meal why because to the jew i become a jew to the gentile i'm like a gentile right if if this is something that's going to be a stumbling block for you to hear the gospel then by all means i'm going to respect it (laughs) so amen to the weak i became as weak i mean we we see that we we see that um again this is this is proper interpretation. I mean, and we are you've you've touched on it, and I'm just going to mention it again. That's that's something I see all the time from the Torah observers. They hate grace. Um, I, I might be exaggerating, but it it, it kind of you know that's that's the way it comes across. Like they they truly just have a disdain for grace because they'll always go, yes, anyone, all of you grace ambassadors, all you want to do is sin. You just want to keep sinning, you know, and and. Ultimately, like that's that's not what it means to be a Christian well, at and, all. And then I watch. Uh, I think it's thanks, Katrina. It's it's it's. And then I watch guys. I think it's Matt McMillan. I think is his name on TikTok, who is more of a free grace uh, kind of guy. And then he goes on. He does a video and says, "Well, does this mean that once you come to Christ and you can go on sinning and not lose your salvation? Of course it does. You know, so don't worry. It's like that is not. There is no. That's not the message. Yeah. There is no born again believer who would even think like that it's yeah. it's it's we have repented from sin have we conquered all of our sin in this life no we never will yeah. but we we do flee from sin and this is where the torah observance go well then what is sin i would say sin is it cannot be confined to the torah the law of moses given at mount sinai it cannot be confined to that how do i know yeah. i'm going to go back to what i said about an hour ago if you're going to embrace or 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 discuss the Torah observance movement with those in the movement, Matthew five through seven, you have to know the Sermon on the Mount very very well. Why? Because that's when Jesus is himself is addressing a lot of these things. Um, yeah. we, we 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 if if the fullness of of the law of God, that which encompasses all of Torah, right? The proper, not not the Torah capital T, but the lowercase t, right? If the fullness of that and the full understanding of that was given at Mount Sinai, then Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is absolutely unnecessary, pointless, and wrong. And it's not. So therefore, what do we say? Well, then the fullness of God's Torah was not given at Mount Sinai. 
that was an expression of Torah in that covenant for those people at that time. How do we know? Well, because a lot of it has changed (laughs) because it had to. And so it's, it's this, it's, 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 but at the same time, again, like I was saying is I, I think the, 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 the word of faith, the, the, which I know in Africa has grown like crazy. Um, big time, big time. And, and those guys, the, um, uh, Miles Monroe, the, 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 um, TD Jakes, these guys, the, the, what they're preaching is not biblical. And that kind of preaching that has taken hold in America is, is what, in my opinion, what leads to the Torah observance movement. It's an honest yeah. attempt by people who think they're doing the right thing in Amen. saying, and saying, I have to be obedient to God. I want to be obedient to God. And the only way I can make sense of how to do that, because somebody told me, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to go back to Torah. Amen. I mean, we see this. We see this. I mean, uh, we see. Sounds like you're backloading works into salvation. That's not at all what Chad's doing. That's not what I'm doing. Ultimately, we know we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone, and we are. That's that's what we say. By. But what what we see. Second Timothy, Paul addresses it. He says, anyone that names the name of Christ is to flee iniquity. What does it mean to flee something? Um, you know, we see in Romans seven and eight. We see clearly there. We see clearly in Romans 7 that we will continue to battle with sin. You know, that what I will, that I do not. You know, sin is not something that you're going to overcome in this life. What we, what, what, what I think Chad is saying, and you can elaborate if you, if you like, but ultimately, uh, you know, like that, like that Matt dude does saying, you could literally sin every single day, all day, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, and not lose your salvation. In, 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 you know, in theory, he's correct. But ultimately, that's not how we think. That's not how the Christian thinks. I don't wake up thinking, who can I deceive today? Who can I lie to today? You know, that's not that's not how the Christian operates. And, and again, this is this is we 100 percent believe in eternal security um, uh, for the the believer who has been regenerated by Christ, who has been indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and who ultimately, um, we know that as believers, the Holy Spirit does the good in us. It's not us. It's not Amen. us who, who goes, oh, okay, now I'm going to work for my salvation. It's uh, the, the good that comes out of us is because of the, the Spirit of Christ that dwells within us and flows through us. Um, so we, we are 100% eternally secure, saved by grace through faith in Christ alone by believing the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. That yeah. is that is it. That is, that is what and, we And believe. if we truly are regenerate, and uh, here's another theory that I have about the Torah observance movement. And in, in based on my experience, and I actually, in my PhD program, this was actually going to be, I had a couple of thesis ideas that I played with, and this was one of them. Um, Cheryl, I, I will definitely put that in prayer because uh, I, I will tell you that when I gave it up, I asked God to break this 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 sin pattern in, in my genealogy uh, with me, that with me, that the alcohol, this, this would, would end. And I can tell you now that I have teenagers that are 18, 16, 17 year old teenagers, um, they have no desire to even try alcohol. So yeah. praise God, it's broken. It's done. <laughs> right. And, 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 and that I will proclaim. Um, but um, no glory to me. Anyway, but, 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 so that, that to me, it's it's and I've experienced with a lot of people and I've interacted with a few people off of um, TikTok and, and whatnot and and. You'll understand what I'm saying, I'm pretty sure. 
I think a lot of those in the Torah observant movement get get into it because of weak faith. Yeah. Because their faith is weak, they think that this is the way I'm going to strengthen my faith. And for some of them, I I I, I don't think that God. I think that God might be leading them that, to that path, right? Hey, this is, you have a very weak faith. You have a very young faith, which what I, I would argue that most those most of those who find Torah observance for the first time are very young in their faith, very young. And I'm talking less than a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they get to this point where they're seeing the word of faith. They're seeing the, the, the prosperity gospel. They're seeing all this nonsense and going, this doesn't make any sense because it shouldn't. Um, and what they, what they're looking for is some way to, to demonstrate their faith and obedience. And, and it, it, yeah, vigilant, you're right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be very nuanced in my words because I don't want to sound negative because I I mean, you've seen enough of my TikToks that I have, I have a love and a heart for these people. Um, and it's, it's, it's so I, I, I love them deeply and I deeply want them to trust the, the finished work of Christ, work and, of Christ yeah. and, 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 you know, and saying, but like you said, what, 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 the, and I said this to Matt McMillan, I did a, I did a reply to his video and said, that mindset is not even the mindset of a born again believer. We don't go looking for sin. Um, and if God has called you be, out of weak faith to, to be more stringent in that way, then by all means do it. Um, yeah. But then to go out you. I hear you. I think no, you're Dan. No. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I've spoken to one or two that have come out of the movement and that are now, you know, firm believers in Christ Jesus and firm believers in the finished work of Jesus Christ and the cross. Um, and and what what the one one dude said to me was, you know, you kind of you kind of look at the and you you know you 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 hit the nail on the head. So this is just to to culminate what you were saying, going from the prosperity gospel word of faith movement to Torah observance. So you've got this, they're extremely left, then they go extremely right. Um, and and it's about restoring the balance and, and yep. realizing that I am saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus and what he did. He is the final sacrifice. His bloodshed covers all my sins, past, present and future. I mean, and and this is what you just went through. You know, when we when we speak about, you know, Tetelestai, when we speak of fulfillment, this is what we what we see, you know. Um, and ultimately, so what he said was, is you kind of put this mask on. You know, where none, no one in the Torah observant community will come to one another like you and I would. Like if I'm if I'm having a problem with alcohol, I'll say, Chad, bro, I need a shoulder. You know, I've I've fallen short. I I got drunk last night. Um, You know, can you pray for me? Can you give me any advice? They kind of are all holier than thou in and amongst each other. And he says the gatherings, how, you know when they do gather, um, it's, it's really awkward for everybody yeah. because everyone's kind of masking what's actually going on inside. Um, and ultimately, you know, this is what I would warn um, everybody watching and everybody listening is that Jesus Christ has come to set the captives free in every sense of the word. Um and, um, you know, when it comes to, to Torah observers, moreover, more, more importantly than anything we've said tonight, we need to pray for them. 
we need to pray for them. We need to trust that that they that the veil will be removed and that they would put their trust in the finished work of Christ Jesus and the gospel, which is glorious and which saves. Nothing else saves but the gospel of Christ Jesus. Um, yeah, and, and that's, we and that's where that. somebody earlier in the chat mentioned Hebrews 10.25. We can also go to Hebrews 10.10 where Jesus, it says that Jesus is our sanctification. So if we're looking to be sanctified, justified, saved, uh, uh, made righteous in, in anything other than Christ, anything, if we're going to add anything to that other than Christ, we're not fully trusting in Christ. We're, we're still coming along. And again, this is Galatians one, you yeah. or two, you foolish Galatians. How are yeah. you trying to perfect in the flesh? What was made perfect in the spirit? You can't make perfect, yeah. more perfect. It's, 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 and then we look to Revelation, right? We're, 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 we're clothed, we're washed white in the blood of the Lamb, right? That sounds like a contradictory and, and nonsensical statement to be washed white in blood. What? But that's what it means. We are washed clean. And I don't know. Well, I do know about you because we have like beliefs. I don't want to stand before God in judgment on my own righteousness. I no would way. fear that. I would fear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was kids this afternoon, right? I was impatient. I was, you know. And, and what then they, then they don't understand is in James 2, right? He makes it crystal clear. If you try to keep the law and you want to be judged by that standard, God will oblige you. He will judge yeah. you by that standard. James you 2, don't 10, want amen. to be judged by that standard. And, and I mean, and that's such a that's such a that's such a, a severe warning because he's like, he's yeah. like, if you transgress, if you transgress the law in one area you have transgressed the law in its entirety i mean and 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 like you said it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living god so why would you want to why would no, you want I, to no <laughs> please, amen, man. please see jesus not me i please um yeah, and what's funny amen. is I, I i go back to hosea again because i've been reading through hosea this week um and good night guys um and in reading through Hosea, it, 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 he makes it clear. I'm, I'm looking. I think it's in. I think it's in two or three. I don't remember. Um, that what am I doing? I have it over here. The, uh, <laughs> I'll do the same. Don't worry. Go to the paper bag. Um, yeah. Where he's talking about, you know, and people think. Look, look Hosea is hard to interpret. I, I I've been reading through a couple different uh, commentaries, and it, it's hard, but. But what I'm looking at is he was talking about um, I'll, uh, this is two two ten. Now I will, uh, I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one will rescue out of my hand. I will put an end to all her mirth, her feast, her new moons, her sabbaths, her appointed feasts. Right? It's it's why because they for a moment put the bales above God. Right? And so yeah. when we're asked as a pastor, I've been you know, hey, what is what does it mean to worship an idol? And somebody in the in the in my uh, on my um, TikTok over here said, "Well, following the law can never be a sin." I would say that's not true. Yeah. If I idolize the my keeping of the law and I idolize that, I have now made an idol out of something good. Can something yeah. good be made into an idol? Yes. Yes. Christians, we we idolize our jobs, we idolize our our families, our 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 possess whatever children. it is. Yeah. Children, yeah. anything, and all those are good things. So can keeping the, yes, it can be made into something sinful. Why? Because you're putting it above God. Um, you're putting it above Christ. Um, Amen. And so, uh, uh, 
anyway, if we were, yeah. So, uh, uh, but, but Hosea to me is a great, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. But people think it's just about Hosea and Gomer, but it's like, no, there's, there's, that's the first a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> there's a ton there. And it's, it's just, yeah. um, Daniela, I have 10 kids. My youngest is seven now. I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not sister, good night, good night. Good night, uh, Justin. Anyway, I, I, I don't want to keep just, you know, talking in circles and saying the same thing, but it's just like, is, you know, I will punish her for the feast of the Baals uh, and burnt offerings. And what, what, what's interesting is then God talks about the mercy that he will bring in. Um, uh, and that day I'll answer, declares the Lord. I will answer the heavens. They shall answer the earth, the grain. They shall answer Jezreel. I will have no, I will have mercy on no mercy, right? This, um, uh, and I will say to not my people, you are my people, right? It's like, mm -hmm. That is the Gentiles right there. He's in that yeah. day when Christ comes, God will say to not my people, you are my people, right? Amen. Um, so I, it's just, I, and I, again, that's, I just, that's, that's beautiful, man. And uh, we see this, we see, again, like I say, we see this throughout the prophets of old, um, you know, and, and then, and then, then Jesus Christ comes along and he takes not just anybody, but he takes someone who had an absolute zeal for the law, who yeah. followed God, the way he thought was right. I mean, and, and Paul even addresses this and he says, and I did so ignorantly. I did so yeah. ignorantly. So when when we see a lot of these Torah observers, I'm like, you know, I read the passage and then I'm like, you are doing so in ignorance. Um, um, oh, and Romans I 10, pray, 24 is, is Torah observance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then we 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 just we just we just trust that 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 Jesus Christ um, you know, will ultimately remove the veil from their eyes and that they will be saved. Um, and I hope that this this live was was edifying for everybody in the chat. I hope that you learned sure. something. Again, it was an absolute pleasure having Chad um, come up and chat with us. Again, everybody, please go follow his TikTok, go watch his videos. Um, as we know, the TikTok algorithms are low at the moment, so he's got some good content there with not a lot of views on. So if you guys can, you know, go go and support. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting Chad. how that, that happened recently. Yeah. Just, <laughs> You know, somebody, somebody's been reporting you, bro. But anyway, we, we, we know that the word, you know, I always go back to Isaiah 55, 9 and 10, that none of God's word will return unto him void. Every single thing will accomplish that which God has already predetermined will it will accomplish which he says it will accomplish. So um, again, guys, if you, um, if you didn't manage to catch the stream, remember it will be available on YouTube straight after this broadcast. Um, uh, brother, thank you so much for coming on. Thank hey, you thanks for, for inviting me. I, I know you've invited me before, and it's trouble. It's hard to connect, and uh, uh, but uh, no, I appreciate yeah, it, man. I yes. really appreciate the invite. And JD, I love your content, dude. You're doing great stuff. And again, hats off for the street preacher because it's not a, it's not an easy call. <laughs> no, it, it definitely isn't. And like I say, by, by by grace, you know, I always go one Corinthians fifteen ten. By the grace of God, I am what I am. So you know, that's that's ultimately it. And again, guys, if 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 you know someone, if you know someone that is struggling, that 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 has questions, uh, you know, point them to point them to these content creators that that have got videos about salvation, that have got videos about who Jesus Christ is, and um. Especially if you've come into contact with someone that is new to the Torah Observer community, yeah. um, I always find it's better to pull them out earlier rather than later. So, <laughs> if you if you have come across any, please uh, you know pray for them more than anything. Pray for them, and and yes. and 
again, we have to operate with love and kindness um, because that is that is one of, again, the fruits of the Spirit, as we see in Galatians 5, 20 through 22. These are the fruits by which we as Christians are known. And uh, Christ himself said, you will know them by how they love one another and you will know them by their fruits. So Amen. thanks again, Chad. God bless you. Thanks for Thank popping you. on. Grace and peace to you and your huge family. Uh, hopefully you get some rest tonight. <laughs> thanks, and, brother. Uh, thank you so much, brother. God bless you. Um, God bless. And I will see I will see you all um, on Wednesday night. Mark will be back and uh, we'll, we'll pick it up again uh, and hopefully bring a conclusion to um, all of the cults that are out there on TikTok. <laughs> God bless you guys. <laughs> Take care. See you later. Grace and peace, guys.